and welcome to the Pinch of Magic podcast with me, Rebecca Anuwim. So this question came up in summer school. So we started some magic summer school, which is uh, six weeks of magic. It's free to join. We've only had our first class. Our second class is on Tuesday, she says, looking at the calendar, Tuesday the 12th um, of July. And this week we had a look at the foundations of magic. On Tuesday, we're looking at energetic health. And as you know, if you listen to this podcast, it's one of my favourite topics. So if you want to join us, come links in the show notes, come and join our community. Everything is held in our community. We'll be talking all things energetic health. So if you have questions, if you want to join me live, if you want to submit your questions, if you want to know what you can do to keep your energy running free, if you've had wonky energy, all of your questions are welcome. However, back to this week. So we were looking at the foundations of magic and one of the things we were talking about was the difference between magic and witchcraft. And after the event, someone watched the replay and they asked me to go into more detail. So I thought, oh, let's do a podcast because if they have a question, no doubt other people have a similar question too. So I want to start by saying this is my experience and my belief obviously, because it's my podcast. But this doesn't mean it's the only way. And this is how I experience it currently. And just as with everything else in my podcasts, doesn't mean to say in five or 10 years time, I might change my mind. But this is about starting a conversation. So I'm going to share my, my thoughts on the difference between magic and witchcraft, if there is one. And if you want to share your experience, whether you agree, whether you disagree, whether you resonate with parts of it, but not all of it, come and join the conversation over in our community. Like I say, this is not me saying this is this is gospel, this is the only truth, not at all, but this is my experience and hopefully something that I say, something that I share will allow you to deepen into your own understanding. Even if it's like going, I don't agree with you, Rebecca. What I think is this, because throughout life, sometimes it's really good to have something validated and be like, oh, that's what I felt, but I didn't have the words for it. Or for someone to go, oh, yeah, that's what I think. Oh, thank goodness. Someone else thinks the same that I do. But equally, sometimes when we don't agree with something, that is equally as important because it helps us find out what we really do believe. So magic and witchcraft To me, magic and witchcraft are separate things. However, we use magic in witchcraft. But to own your magic every day, you do not have to do witchcraft. Now, in our um, first lesson, I kept calling it an episode. I'm so used to doing podcasts. When I was teaching the class, I was like, oh, in this episode, I was like, no, no, in this class. Um, I talked about like witches. I talked about whether it was important to claim our titles. And so if you want to listen to that replay, just come over into our community. The replay is there, fairly easy to find. If not, tag me and I will point you in the right direction. But when I think about magic, magic, I believe, is inherent in everyone. It is in you. You are the magic. People often think that we need the tools. And I always say this, but as I look around my office, there's... I think I counted 13 cauldrons on my windowsill and altar just in front of me. No doubt there's some behind me too. And crystals and candles and herbs and all of that good stuff. We can use that for magic. 
to connect with our magic, but it is not the magic. You are the magic. You bring the magic to everything that you do. You already have it. It is inherent. It is that energy you hold within you. It is that energy that weaves around the world around us. It's how you interact with the world. It's your unique essence. And I think the word unique is the important part. It might look different to other people. So you might not actually notice that it's your magic. But, you know, if you ever meet someone who just has that something about them, you know, they might call it like the X factor or they have a presence or an aura or there's just something magnetic about them. That's that person fully embodying their truth. And when we embody our truth, when we hold our power, when we have that confidence, that's our magic. Now, it doesn't mean we have to be 100% confident all of the time, but it's we have to be comfortable in our own skin, so to speak. That is the magic. The magic is that ability to create change, using that energy within you and understanding how it weaves with the world around us. That's the magic. It shows up as mindsets of being able to reframe something from being able to notice when old patterns show up and we can go, oh, no, stop. (laughs) Let's not go down that path. How can I look at this differently? It shows up in synchronicities. Oh my goodness, I was just thinking about that person. Um, It shows up as, air quotes, coincidences. Today, I... I decided with the new puppy, he had his vaccinations and he could go out outside of our own garden yesterday for the first time. And so we went for a particular walk. And then today I was like, oh, let's go for a, like literally just across from where I live, there's a footpath that I have never been down, been down all the other footpaths, never this one footpath. And I was like, oh, let's take the puppy down that footpath and see where we end up. And I've been wandering around my area, my garden, looking for plantain leaves, rib plantain to make salves out of. And I've seen some little, you know, plantain plantain leaves, not a huge amount. This one row, this like um, footpath, which clearly is not very used because where I live, it's, you know, not overly uh, populated. Huge plantain leaves huge and (laughs) I think I might have even described them as juicy and I was like oh my god this is exactly what I've been looking for um for when I go to make my um bump balm like um like a salve because plantain is really good for like stings and cuts and grazes and things like that and I've been looking for it and now I found like the perfect place and it was the, f- the whole floor this whole footpath you could barely see the grass for the plantain and I was like things like that. That is the magic. The magic is in, oh my goodness, do you know, I was awake very early the other morning and I was chatting to a friend in New York because the time difference kind of worked out that, you know, she was just coming home from a night out. I was still awake in the morning and it was about four o'clock in the morning and the bird song was phenomenal. Um, and I'd mentioned this to my friend and she was like, what's birdsong? And I was like, oh, like the dawn chorus when the birds wake up this kind of like May, June, July time. And at like four o'clock in the morning, they're so noisy. I mean, it's absolutely spectacular and beautiful. And she hadn't heard it. And so I just recorded it. And so I opened the window and recorded it. And she was like, oh my goodness. She goes, that's like her place of zen. And, and I was like, you know, things like that. That's the magic. 
the sunset, the dew glistening on the, on the grass. It's like the way that you notice the world, the way that you choose to interact with the world. It is that energy of noticing. The magic then becomes even more accessible because like you have that magic in you anyway. But when you start to notice it at play, just with anything, what you put your attention on, you have more of. Yeah, you start to notice. You know, I could have just walked along the field and or the, the footpath and not noticed the plantain that was on the floor. But it was like, I want the magic in my life. I notice these things. I could, all day long, I've heard this red kite like cawing. What do they do? Crying? Yeah, <laughs> squawking. I don't know what they do. But it's just being tapped into your environment, noticing, noticing the the tree roots cracking the pavement in the city or the grass or that that flower growing halfway up a building and noticing the magic, just noticing the things that maybe we pass by, the things that remind us of our own inner power, of our own resilience, of our own beauty, of, you know, the variety of life, the richness of life. And then that magic, with that magic, we can direct it. We can say to ourselves, what is it I want to create? And we can direct our time, our energy and our resources for that purpose. And so we can do that with discipline. We can show up even when we don't feel like it. We want to write a book. It was like we show up even when we don't feel like it. We want to train to run a certain distance. Well, we show up even when we don't feel like it. We keep showing up. We sit with the discomfort. We learn. We grow. We we expand, we recognise where we can improve our lives. All of that to me is the magic. And it starts with that inherent magic within us. We all have that, that that special thing, the thing that makes us unique, that thing that wants to express ourselves as our sole purpose. To me, that's the magic, the ability to create change, the ability to live with integrity, with your own values. When you can do that, when you're clear on your values, when you're clear on the feelings, when you're clear on how you want to show up, when you're clear of like the kind of relationships you want to have in your life, all of that is in alignment with your unique blend of magic. And so then if we look at witchcraft, absolutely, we can take that magic and we can use that in witchcraft and we will have the most potent magic slash witchcraft this is where I kind of get lost for words right now. (laughs) It's like that magic is within us. But now we take that magic and through using witchcraft, which looks like the layering of intention by using tools such as cauldrons or wands or brooms or athames, any kind of tools, whether they're candles, whether we're adding herbs, any other correspondences that feel appropriate to us to work with, whether we're using those candles, those herbs, those correspondences in spells, all of those things direct the magic. Now, here's the difference. When we use the tools, the candles, the the herbs, the crystals, the moon waters, you know, whatever it is that we're using, when we use that, we are tapping into all of the people that have used that also. So when I teach people how to 
I suppose it is witchcraft when I use people, teach people how to use the tools and how to use the candles. I will also always say traditionally a red candle has been used for passion or for energy or for, you know, whatever you associate red with, whatever typical energy of red would be. Because when we use that, we add to the energy of all the people that have used red for passion, for courage, you know, for fire, for creativity who have used that in the hundreds and hundreds of years before us. The people that have used rosemary to go, oh, this is really good for clearing the energetic smog, for helping us to think clearer. Peppermint for, you know, for clarity, for upset stomachs. All those things, it's like we add to the energy of saying, oh, red means this, orange means this. We would use this crystal for this and this crystal for that. We add to that collective energy so that every time we're like red, we tap into an archetypal energy as well as the individual energy. And so that's great. So even if you aren't connected to your own magic, you don't know what your own magic looks or feels like, you're still giving your power away to other people because that's a very important factor of owning your own magic is that that is magic and power are absolutely entwined. And I talk about that quite a lot in in the class. And I know I've done previous podcasts on the importance of like reclaiming our power, but those two are absolutely entwined. However, if you don't, you're not owning your power, you're not owning your magic, you can tap into the energy of a red candle or using these herbs or using these crystals, and you can still create change because you're tapping into that collective energy. And so you can follow a spell. I like to think of spells as recipes because that's what they do. They're like, do this, do this, do this, do this and do this. Here's a recipe, tried and tested. Try it yourself. You can do this. And so we do that. And with that, quite often you'll create change. However, when I think that when we work with witchcraft and magic, it's about relationships. So when you think of the colour red, for you, perhaps it's not about power. Perhaps it's not about courage. Perhaps it's not about passion. Perhaps it's about anger. And actually you're like, I don't want any extra anger right now. Or perhaps it's about something else. And so even if you're, if you're creating, a, if you're following a spell like you would do in witchcraft and you were following someone else's recipe, and you are using things because you thought you should do it because that's the way it you have been told to do it, you may get a good result or you might get a hit and miss result because actually the things don't really correspond to those meanings for you. It's like if you were told, oh, you should have banana bread because it's really good for you for whatever reason, but actually you don't like bananas. You know, it might be good for some people that love bananas, but for you it's not going to be that great. Or, you know, if someone says, oh, yes, you should make this recipe with oh, the devil's food, rum and raisin ice cream. Um, but so if I if someone said, oh, make crepes with rum and raisin ice cream for X, Y and Z. And I did. I would eat that and absolutely hate it. Well, I wouldn't eat it at all, actually, because it's disgusting. But if you loved rum and raisin ice cream, you would have a very different experience. And it's the same with witchcraft. So for me, the magic in witchcraft, when you can align with your own magic, when you can look at witchcraft and go, oh, yeah, actually, what I need for this 
is an orange candle or a yellow candle or actually I don't want to use rosemary bay leaf works better for me because you know yourself you know your magic you trust yourself and with that comes that that intuition that comes that inspiration that's when the witchcraft takes your magic to a whole new level because it allows you to channel and more deeply focus with intent your own magic. I think of witchcraft as layering your magic. So you have your magic anyway. Everybody has your magic. But now if you want to take that to another level and you start bringing in the witchcraft, so you are basically crafting your witch energy, your wise woman energy, your inner knowing energy, and you are crafting that. So you're not just following a recipe mindlessly or buying something on Etsy. Not that there's anything wrong with that. You know, we all start somewhere. But when you're like, oh no, I'm ready to craft my magic. And you start learning and developing relationships with your own tools when you're developing relationships with the herbs and the crystals. And I say crystals, but they might be rocks and pebbles that you found in your own garden. That's when you are becoming a master of your craft instead of a cook. Um, Instead of just following a recipe, you're now going, oh, yes. And what actually with how I feel in my life right now, how my energy feels, how I feel with this time of the year, this time of the month because of the moon sizes or maybe a menstrual cycle, how I feel about actually what I want to bring in is this element and I want to bring in this. And you just know like the perfect pinch of magic, the perfect pinch of air quotes salt or a little sprinkle of cinnamon just to just to shift the whole flavor of the work that you are doing the change that you are creating because you are now crafting um so for me that's the main difference between magic and witchcraft everybody has magic everybody has access to their inherent way of being in the world some people choose to access it and some people don't some people live their life through like a magical lens and some people are like nope not having any of that that was just coincidence (laughs) you know everything is awful um whereas when we want to craft it's like that's when we hone our ability to wield and weave that energy in the world without um well we're just we're just bringing our conscious energy to it and we are layering all of those correspondences onto it we're layering those relationships onto it so that when we are creating change whether we're doing with just just (laughs) our magic through like mindset and intention or if we're bringing in the candles and the the herbs and the rituals and the chants and the drumming and you know the invocations what we're doing is we're creating channels for us to receive so in either way if you're only working with magic or if you're crafting your witch energy you are creating channels to receive so you're saying to the universe this is what i want How am I going to create the energy to receive this? What do I need to do? And so we're sending energy out into the world, like energetic cords out into the world, like little spider webs going, this is what I want, universe. (laughs) And what we're doing 
as those webs then create channels for us to receive the magic, the things, the emotions, the opportunities, whatever it is that we are asking for, whatever it is we're working with. We're sending out those channels to create channels to receive our desires. And so we can do that purely with our intention, with our mindset, with our thoughts, with our actions, with our behaviours. Or we can create more slash deeper channels, more wider channels, bigger channels for us to receive by really crafting our energy and knowing ourselves deeply. Because I believe that's what witchcraft is. And I was talking on our class last um, on Thursday about tool, the tools that we use. And there's an Instagram account that I followed that makes the most beautiful brooms. I mean, they're absolutely stunning, like witch brooms. And each year in the Witch Academy, we create our own brooms, little handheld brooms. And, you know, I've made them out of twigs. I made them out of herbs, little herb bundles. And mine... <laughs> They have a they have a certain beauty to them. I think they're beautiful. They are like nothing compared to this Instagram account I follow. And yet I know that the tool that I create, and sometimes it's literally a bunch of um rosemary with a piece of string around the top. It's like it doesn't even have to be fancy. But when I've made that in intention with intention, when I've made that with a circle of people in the Witch Academy that tool has my intention, it has my desires, it has me in it. I've collected those tools, I've made them. Um, I know that actually is going to have stronger meaning to me rather than one that looks really pretty. Of course, that one, the, the pretty one will still work. Absolutely. You consecrate it, you make it your own. But there is something really powerful about making our own tools, whether it's, you know, sometimes I use a biro as a wand to direct energy. It doesn't have to be fancy, but there is also absolutely nothing wrong with buying all of the things, you know, to buy that beautiful broom and to buy the wands. Um, There is a beauty in that, but the tool is only magic because of the energy you bring to it. So if you've created it, it has even more of that magic into it. I mean, maybe one day I'll learn how to work with metal to cast my own cauldron. <laughs> but until then, I'll keep buying them. Um, or I won't because I have plenty. But um, so, yeah, it's not about you have to make your tools, but there is a there is a magic and a potency that you bring to that tool. Because, again, it's like you're literally crafting your magic. You are crafting a tool that you're going to work with. You are crafting that witch energy. So let me know how this resonates for you. Like I said, you are absolutely welcome if you haven't already come and joined our community to come and like join our six weeks of magic. I'm just showing up once a week and we're deep having a deeper dive into some topics. This week we did the fundamentals of magic. Next week we are doing um, energetic health and hygiene. And the reason the reason we do that is because I want to make sure everyone's on the same page when we're talking about magic, um, what it is, how it shows up. Then we need to make sure our energy is clean and, well, clean's the wrong word, clear, and that we are aware of how we use our energy for the exact reason I've just spoken about today. When we want to work with our energy, we have to know what's ours and what isn't. Where What is our magic? If you're like, but Rebecca, I don't know what my magic is you need to be coming to the class on Tuesday. Like I say, it's completely free to join. There's a replay available. It's all available over in our community. And then on the third call, then we're talking about spells. Basically, we'll be talking about spells, creating spells, 
and working with relationships. So that's when we're going to dive deeper into that idea of witchcraft, crafting your witch energy, crafting your wise woman energy. So I hope you can join us for that. I hope you found this interesting, but I would love to know your thoughts on magic versus witchcraft. So come over into our community, click the link in the show notes to join our community and I'll, there'll be this podcast in there and just comment underneath. What are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I'd love to have uh, that conversation because when I've done the interviews recently for the people that have um, contributed to the modern craft, I've asked them like what magic is and everyone has their own idea of magic. Um, this just happens to be my magic. Sorry, this just happens to be my idea of magic and how it shows up. Um, so I'd love to hear what your idea of magic is. So thank you for joining me. Hopefully I will see you on Tuesday. Um, if not, I will speak to you again very soon. Bye.